Hi, welcome back. Hello. This is Folking Legends. To another episode of Folking Legends. <laughs> um, myself and Jesse are coming from you. From you. In separate abodes. Coming from coming you. Coming to you. <laughs> coming to you. Freudian slip. <laughs> We're coming to you from separate abodes for the first time. Mm. Um, so bear with us. We don't know what it's going to be like. Um, might, yeah, it might okay. sound absolutely crap. Sure, look. Yeah, we might have zero banter because we're not together. Do you know what I mean? So, could get really awkward. Just <laughs> 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 uh, long, long pauses, long silences. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully, anyway. hopefully the connection stays good. And yeah, and it sounds good. Yeah. That's my concern. I'm coming from you from... To, why do we even say coming from you? I'm coming to you from inside <laughs> my wardrobe again, as is kind of customary. So I'm hoping that, you know, that kind of feels... So so what you drinking there, Rebecca? It's very fancy glass looking. I'm drinking um, some rosé cava out of a martini glass with a strawberry poked in at the side. A strawberry garnish. A strawberry garnish, because mm. um, we have to look after ourselves in these uncertain times. Do you know what I mean? So go be kind to yourself. Yep. Kind to yourself. Um, it was my day off, so you know, been having a few, been having a few proseccos, just having a nice time. Um, yeah, enjoying mm. myself. How have you been? God, I'm actually just like slightly gushing over you because I'm like haven't feel like I haven't seen your face in years. Aww. Yeah. Um, how are you anyway? How have you been? Uh, actually, I feel like you've got loads of news for the listeners. I don't know if the listeners care about our news. I'm like, you started college and all. That's very exciting. Oh, yeah. I don't think you started college last time. Oh, I think I had. I think I was, oh, I think I was a week in the last time. Yes, uh, good, yeah. Yes, good, yeah. It's great crack, yeah. <laughs> Very good. At the moment, I'm trying to lure birds into my garden. Yeah, how's that working out? Um, I haven't seen a Since single... Since I talked to you about it like three hours ago. <laughs> I haven't seen a single wing in my garden. I have got... I bought the... I bought two feeders, one with the protein balls or whatever they're called, and one with seeds. Protein balls? I don't know what they're There's called. your problem. You're trying to feed birds protein balls. No, they, they're special bird balls. Anyway, Ross personal special recipe <laughs> for attracting birds. Uh, yeah, so one of the lads from college messaged me because he's done the same. He got the exact same too as I did, um, and he put, but he did put some apple out as well. But he's had like all he's had loads of birds. He's had like five different species of bird already. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listeners, I have to count my, count birds in my garden for a week as a college project sounds random but uh there you go that's what i have to do so and how many have you had so far zero like i'm not joking so that's all i'm basically doing is a week of college work back uh back doing some viking work aren't we in a week or two and uh so i'll yeah. see you then hopefully i mean absolutely raging that you got the call for shield maiden and i didn't like so 
Apparently, apparently I'm only, only good for Rowan, not for... I'm probably, I you know I'm just like a list, a name on a list. Do you know what I mean? They just were like, right, ring, I need, we need someone, pick someone, ringer, get her in. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Ray's um, going to be there. But you'll be there the following week when we're out rowing again. Rowing, yeah. So, so I'll see you next week, hopefully. Um, All yeah, going well. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, so do you want to, we start telling our stories? I guess so, yeah. Did you like um, my poster I, I seen? Did you like my poster I put up on Instagram? Of the mythology? Did, yeah. How random is that? Yeah, I was, I was like, well, not that random, like, because you're in college in Ireland. I know, but, like, I don't know. I just they probably do, that. like, a mythology course, like, I think, in I the think, classroom next door to you. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, her- heritage. Rocks. I think <laughs> the, the heritage class is doing that. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. I haven't even gotten to rocks. I don't think we're actually looking at rocks. We're looking at plants at the minute. Trees. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to rocks yet. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. But I remember actually, like, I remember you asking me something like that with maths, and I was like, Jesse, I was like, I haven't actually seen a number in years. I was like, we just deal with the Greek alphabet. <laughs> Right, do you want to go first or do you want to go second, Jessica? God, I went first, I'm pretty sure, tw- um, the last few times. Did you? Yeah, so it's your turn to go first, my friend. Um, okay, so, I'm really, I'm actually really excited about this story, right? So, we're going back to one of our old pals. Love, love an old pal. I know, which one? There's, there's been so many, right? Um. So this time we're going back to our old pal to Cullen. Ah, right? the lad himself. Ah, good man. He's a very good man, right? He's a bit older though, okay? Um, and Cullen, Cullen has gotten himself a lovely wife. Oh. So Cullen, I'm on now. Married to a, a woman called Emer. And this story takes place um around the time of sound so I thought that it was kind of um appropriate because we are approaching uh Samhain or Halloween um, ah. yeah um so I'm like don't worry it's not quite the Halloween special yeah but it's sort of like where that we're like pumpkins are out you know what I mean it's getting a little yeah. bit spooky there probably will be fireworks going off in the background at some point. Oh, yeah. I, since I've been sitting here, I've heard loads of fireworks. To be honest. Oh. Going off. I done, I done my pumpkin today. Oh, I saw. Yeah, it was class. Isn't that class? Like, I would love, I don't think I have a photograph of last year's one. I'm not sure, but I mean, compared to last year's one, this is incredible. Like, what? pipe cleaners? There's something inside it. Oh, inside yeah, it's them. just like fa- orange fairy lights. Oh. Instead of a candle, I just put in it. Because I had to get batteries oh. for my candles. Because I wasn't putting like a little candle candle in it. Um, I love that. I put in fairy lights because I obviously have to get batteries for the candles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's class. I got like this um, pumpkin carving kit. Now, that's, <gasps> that's... What was in it? 
No, hang, see that sounds real fancy. Even no, 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 hang on. We need to we need to roll back a little roll bit. Roll back right? a bit. Like I say that because I said that to someone else and they were like, Jesus, that's, you're going all out. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it was like a euro or one like one fifty or something in Tesco. And all it is is like a plastic um shovel. Small plastic shovel. Um a small <laughs> this little small, I don't know, plastic. Stick Why is there a plastic shovel? Thing. What's what's that for? To like get stuff out, scoop oh, stuff out, sorry. and then yeah. there's but then there's this little uh like knife thing or a jagger, a really small little jaggered knife. You, I don't think you call it a knife. Whatever it is, that was deadly for cutting through it. Because I remember last year trying to do it with like a normal knife, and it was just really awkward. But this one is just really small, and like it just was really easy to get in and do all the bits. Oh. So yeah, and Holly done all the guts because I was like, I'm not doing. Because I, do, I was like, I'm not touching the guts. The guts. <laughs> no, I'm not, no one either. So Holly done that bit, and then I done the face. I love that. I'm like, there's seeds. Yeah, but it stinks. Oh my god! Actually, sorry, Fimmer. Uh, sorry, Fimmer's getting love. Oh, shout outs on this. Fimmer <laughs> box. Remember about three little pumpkins, like do you know what I mean, like smaller than your head, kind of size. Um, that was the only frame of reference I could get for the size of pumpkins. Uh, so we bought three little pumpkins, like maybe a week or two ago, and they were on the coffee table, like kind of as decoration or whatever. And then last night we sat down to watch Bake Off, and I went. It was recorded, obviously, because I'm like missed it on the Tuesday. Oh yeah, I've missed it as well. So no spoilers. Yeah, oh no spoilers. I absolutely n- would never. Um so anyway, so three pumpkins were sitting on the coffee table, sat down to watch bake off, went to lift up the remote, right? Mm. And the remote like was stuck to the coffee table. And I was like, what? And then eventually it was like and and came off. And the remote was like all slimy. And I what the fuck is that? And then we realised that the pumpkins were all like had the pumpkins had all rotted, like, and it was like pumpkin slime or pumpkin rot had like just kind of seeped out all over the table, and the remote was sitting in the pumpkin. Oh rot. my god! Oh, oh my god! Oh, Rebecca! Yeah. It was pretty bad. Like, it was so bad. And then we were all just like, gosh, me too. Because remember, I was gone to bed. So Dan just put them in the plastic bag and put them outside. And I'm pretty sure they're still inside. Like, oh, my God. That's, like, incredible. And then it's just... How did, it, how did it rot so fast, though? I don't know. And it's also... It was really weird. Because, like, from the, from the outside, they still looked perfect. This is a weird thing. But then it was, like... So they looked solid and didn't look rotten. But... Then it was like when you touched them, they were like completely soft and like oozed out. Did you have stuff in them? Like were, were they in direct sunlight? Were, like, did you have candles in them? Were no, they, they weren't carved. Like they hadn't been carved yet. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. They were like, so they were like still just like full pumpkins that hadn't been carved. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And they just were like, Oh, it's very gross. Sounds it. Yeah. Anywho, do you want me to tell you a story? I would absolutely love for you to tell me a story. Okay. So, the year is, I don't actually know the year, but it's, you know, it's back in the day. (laughs) A long time ago. 
a long, long time ago. Um, so around the time of Saren, so um, the people of Ulster were gathered in Eamonmacha, which was the capital of Ulster at the time. And do you remember like in the story of Cullen talking about the Macha, which were like the warriors of Ulster kind of? So, yeah. um, so all of their, those warriors and their like wives and their families were all um, gathered around because it was kind of tradition to gather at that time. And um, also it was tradition to like tell stories about them being really brave um, and this was kind of associated with the fact that because it was um, Samhain and it was that time of the year, the kind of the, the other world or the kind of like the God world was like the closest. Um, so, they, yeah, so they just like to tell stories of um, bravery at this time. Oh, I kind of forgot to tell what the, no, I'll do it at the end. I was going to be like, the name of this story, so I'll tell it. Um, so anyway. So all of the, the Maka and their families were, were gathered around and there was um, this thing about killing birds for, about the men killing birds for their wives because um, it was kind of a sign of great privilege that the women could wear feathers on the shoulders of their gowns. So the, the, the husbands would kill the birds and then the, the wives would wear um, their feathers, right? Um, so, so anyway, that was grand. Um, and so they were kind of like killing these birds or whatever. And Cucullin's wife, Emer, who was very proud of her hubby, um, kind of stood up and was like, well, my husband's going to be able to catch them all um, if I ask him to. So Cucullin then stood up and he threw his big sword. He had, he had uh, graduated from the Schlitter at this point. You know, <laughs> Um, and he managed to knock all the birds out of the air and he then was uh, giving feathers around to um, all of the wives of the market, right? Um, but then he realised that he um, had given all of the birds feathers away and he didn't have any left for Emer, his wife. Um, so she was kind of like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, she was like, it's totally fine. But um, Cucullin was really upset that, like, all of the other wives had this kind of great symbol and that um, his wife didn't get to have it. And so he then kind of swore to her that he would catch the most beautiful birds of all of Ireland for her. As you do. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so then... These two um, really large and really exotic-looking um, seabirds that are linked with um, golden chains kind of like suddenly flew across the sky, right? And Emer actually recognised um, that they were birds from the other world. And she was like, oh, Cullen. She's like, don't, don't kill them. Like, she's like, this, this is bad. She's like... Ooh. Um, please don't kill. Okay, but um, basically doesn't heed her advice and goes for it anyway. Um, so he puts a stone into a sling and he aims for the bird, but he misses, right? Which this is weird because we never 
misses. Okay. And then Villain's kind of like raging at this point because he never misses. So then he gets another stone and he aims for them again and he misses again. Um, right. Okay. And then he's really, really frustrated. So he picks up a spear and he throws the spear at them and he, he hits one of the birds um, on her wing, like he damages her, but um, he doesn't kill her. So one of the birds um, kind of gets, gets hit, but doesn't get killed. Um, which is, you know, which is crap. <laughs> crap, no, basically he's very upset because he really wanted to get these gorgeous feathers for his wife, but he wasn't able to. Um, so then he he basically goes to bed um, that night and he goes to sleep by the side of the lake and he he dreams this like really really strange dream where um, these two kind of tall gorgeous glamorous uh, women come towards him and one of them is is weeping is crying Um. So these two women are approaching him and uh, one of them is crying and the other one is, is smiling. But then suddenly the smiling one takes out a horse whip and whips them, right? And then the other one who was crying suddenly smiles and then whips him again, right? So basically the two women in his dream just... Oh, his dream? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. So he's dreaming. Yeah. So the two women um in his dream just are beating him and are whipping him with this horse whip. And the whole time they're smiling. Um and they just keep whipping him. And basically, eventually they sort of walk away and um he's he's just like almost more dead than he than he is alive. Like he's just completely battered. Um okay, so then this is obviously a dream, right? But then Cucullin wakes up and he finds that he's bruised and battered head to toe uh, and he could barely move, right? And he has to be carried uh, to a sick bed where he lay for almost a year. A very long time, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So Emer was absolutely raging this whole time. Um so she she went to like all the kind of the great warriors of Zamaka and she sort of said like if any of them had have been in this situation they would have they or if any of them had have been in this situation Cullen would have um helped them basically like you know what I mean he would have found a cure for them he would have uh, looked after them but like it was a whole year later and they were off doing their own thing and they were doing um absolutely nothing to help okay so she then went to Cullen and she basically sang to him and she looked after him and she begged him to, to kind of get better because she so believed that he was the hero of Ulster and she, he was the hero of Ulster. And um, so she kind of like reminded him of all of his skills and all of the great deeds that he's done. And all of this kind of like helped to revive him. Um, a bit and then this kind of allowed him to, to basically get up and he gathered enough strength to get out of bed and he was able to retell uh, about the dream he'd had about the two women um, 
beating him, basically. So we haven't been able to tell. Like, he's been so sick, we haven't been able to tell anyone this. Um, okay. And then there was this druid, and he was listening to um, Pooh Cullen's dream, and he was like, they must have been fairy women. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't have been anything else. So clearly he was like, the fairy women came to you in your dream, um, and they made you sick, right? And the druid, uh, the druid's name was Kotbad, um, said that the only way to make it better would be to go back to the place where it all began and basically talk to them and see if he could convince them to lift the, the sickness from them, right? So, conveniently. <laughs> um, so the next day uh, was seven again. So Cullen went down to the lake and he went to sleep by in the same spot where he slept before. So a fairy woman called Liban appeared to him and he recognized her as being one of the women who had beaten him. So she also then told him that the other woman, um, the one who, you remember the one who was weeping? So she was called Fond. And you'll never guess who she was married to. Uh, Dagda. Yeah. Well, no, not Dagda, but one of the two is Alan. Uh, oh. You know him. We were talking about him last week. Mananen. Yeah. That's who I was going to guess first. Damn. Yeah. I was, I was going to talk about him today, but I don't think I am. So, yeah. So Fond. Fond. <laughs> Fond was married to Mananen MacLear. Uh, <gasps> But Bond had actually fallen in love with Kukun. So when she had come to him weeping, she was already in love with him. And uh, Mama MacLear had um, deserted her for this. Um, so her and uh, Levan had come to come to find Kukun in the shape of birds. But um, they were so insulted when um, when Cucullin tried to like shoot them from the sky, basically, that they decided to uh, make him really sick. So Fond was obviously like madly in love with them, went to go find them, and then he threw a lot of stones at them. So then that's why she was weeping um, when she came to him in the dream. Because she was really upset that he do this to her. Yeah. So basically, Liban, or I don't know how to pronounce his name, Liban, Liban. <laughs> uh, Liban so, sounds quite good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Liban. So um, Liban basically said that she needed uh, Hugh Cullen's help and that she would be able to lift the illness from him and that she would also be like, you can have Fond as your wife if you agree to help me. Now, I don't know what gave her the authority to be like, I'll let bond you know or i'll force bond mm. to marry whoever uh, but basically um levon's husband uh was involved in a big battle um and she needed a coup Collins help because basically like he was in a battle and it wasn't going very well for him so she was like Cullen, if you come help my husband win this battle uh you'll no longer be sick and you can uh marry fond okay so anyway, 
Kukulin kind of agrees to this and he goes off to the battle. Um, and then obviously we know that Kukulin's pretty good at battles. <laughs> don't know what to do. But anyway, so he's, he's pretty class with the old battles. So he, he, um, he wins the battle for um, Levon's husband. Um, and everything's well. And she um, lifts the sickness from him. Um, and then he ends up spending a month um, like around that place with Fond um, as his wife. Because um, Levon, like you can marry Fond. That's grand. So now Cullen's married Fond. And that is left forget about Emer. I know. Right? Controversial. What's the crack now about Emer? Um, I know, yeah. So, the second big So, again, so, so as far as Emer's concerned, um, Cullen's gone off to fight a battle so that he wouldn't be sick anymore. And obviously, there was nothing about him marrying someone else in this situation. Awkward. Um... So she was, she was obviously like, oh, go on, Kukulin, you're grand. She's like, anything to make you better. Like, absolutely. After, look, I've put so much time and care into, into, into getting you well. So it's like, is this going to work? That's grand. Okay. Um, anyway, so. Um, oh, sorry. A little bit before this. So, so obviously I spent the month, him and father. And spend the month together um, and then at the end of the month they basically uh, have to part and they agree to meet um, by a yew tree on Balia Strand isn't it gorgeous so anyway so that's the part and they're like let's meet by this yew tree on Balia Strand and um, so yeah so Eva heard all of this and she was absolutely furious um, she's furious and she's furious because she heard that Kukulin basically was intending to meet Fond and to run away with her and um, desert Emer. Um, okay, but Emer was having absolutely none of it, which I'm like, go on, Emer, you mad thing, right? So she gathered um, 50 women, she gave them loads of arms, uh, they were all carrying knives, and arms. They, they set off. Like, tw- like, like, what? like loads of arms, like. <laughs> no, like, are you messing? <laughs> so each woman had eight arms like a spider. No, so anyway, she gave them loads of knives, let's just say that. Um, And then they headed off to uh, Balia Strand. Uh, so Fond and Kukulin were there already. And then obviously they, um, saw these 51 wild women carrying knives and they were absolutely ter- terrified. Um, so Kukulin kind of like put himself in front of Emer to protect her. Um, no, sorry, put himself a front of, in front of Bond to protect her from Emer. And he was kind of pleading with um, Emer not to attack Bond. Um, but, you know, Emer was just like absolutely raging with this anyway. And basically, Emer was like, grand then. She was like, I want to talk fond. I'm going to turn all my anger on you. Um, um, him, him, him and Emer, sorry, 
um, were having this big fight and he was really, really hurting Emer because he was kind of pointing out that Fond was um, his equal in kind of like beauty and wisdom, implying that um, oh my God, Emer wasn't. So obviously this was really hurtful to Emer. And when he saw how much pain he was causing her, he basically was like, oh, actually, I'll set Fond aside and I'll um, come back to you. Fair. That's good, good man. I, I feel like he's a bit like, oh, I'll just flip between whoever I want to flip. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's true. I'm just happy. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, I'm happy he went back. To, he wants to go back to Emer though, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, he was like, um, I'm going to go back to Emer. And then when Fond heard this, she was absolutely heartbroken because she was then deserted a second time by um, by a man that she loved, right? And it was said that she, her wails were, were so loud that... Uh, Manon and MacLear actually heard her from afar. <gasps> yeah. And it made him realise that he still loved her. Oh. Yeah. And then he came back to the Strand um, and he came to Fond and he apologised to for deserting her. And um, he was like, can you ever forgive me? What? He, Manon, he was, was he also with Morgan? Yeah, possibly. Is that what where we heard him last week, wasn't it? Or the other week, two weeks ago? Yeah. I feel like he gets around. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember now. No, was Manolin not something to do with Tiernan Oak? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, like we need to we need to work on that um <laughs> on that tree or on that kind of like crossing over. Be like, who was who was with who? Do you know, like the celebrities, like the celebrities, <laughs> the celebrity crossover. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I think it was when you were talking. Oh no, no. Do you know what? Actually, I think I was talking because I remember. Having to stop and get Julie to look him up or something like that. So yeah, maybe it was something to do with the Tiernan Oak. Anyway, sorry, go on. All right, that's grand. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, so anyway, Manaman, 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 MacLear came back and was like, "Can you please forgive me?" Um. And he asked her to choose between him and Kihula, right? And I'm also like, this is a bit fucked, right? Because Fond was basically like, after Kihula being a bit of a dick to her, uh, Fond was like, oh, well, these are both as good as each other. Well, maybe they actually were both as good as each other because they both deserted her, so. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, it kind of just sounds like Fond needs to just go off by herself and be an independent woman. Mm-hmm. Right, girl. I hear you, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, so she was like, "They're both good. You're both good each other." Um, 
But the only difference is that Cucullin already has a wife, uh, whereas Monmon MacLear doesn't have a wife. So she was like, I'll go, I'll go with you. Because basically, so she was basically like, if I go with Cucullin, then Emer's left out in the dirt for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if I go with Monmon, then, then it's like Cucullin and Emer can be together. And kind of everyone's sort of happy. I love the way she thinks like that it's all in her this her decision. I mean What do you mean? Is it not? So if she do you think if she chose oh. Cullen, Cullen would be like, Oh okay, bye Emer. Oh yeah, actually fair, yeah, because he kinda was like getting rid of her a little bit, so Yeah. Like, I think it's a bit of a bit of a mutual or else one of them was ditching one of them and the other one was like, yeah, well, I'm just new. I'm just new first. Yeah, it sounds very like, oh, I actually, actually, sorry. I'm not fired. I already quit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she chooses my mom. My so anyway, MacLear um basically then shook his cloak, he's got a magic cloak between Fonding and Cullen, uh, meaning that they would never be able to meet again. And then obviously because MacLear and Fond are from the the like Tudor Dan, so then they kind of disappeared back into the other world, into like the, the god world, and then they left Cullen and Emer in the, the mortal world. Um, yeah, so anyway, but then... Oh, shit. Emer was still absolutely raging that he had betrayed her. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a woman scorned. Yeah, Emer was still absolutely scorned. And to be honest, Cucullin was also a little bit devastated that um, he'd lost Fond. So there's a real, like, love rhombus situation going on here. Rhombus. A love rhombus, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, a love square just wouldn't quite quite represent how... Oh, I love that now. That's such a, such a maths. Oh, a a you'll, you'll be throwing out igneous things <laughs> on all over on your story <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, so um, so yeah, so neither of them were really um, that happy. So she was really devastated with the trader, and he was kind of devastated that he lost Bond. And they basically created this like massive disharmony in the whole of Ulster, right? Because um, they just kind of like filled all of Ulster with their grief. Uh, so much so, right? That the Druids of Ulster. Um, came together and then they decided that they they brewed a potion, uh, like a, for, a forgetfulness potion, basically. So they brewed, they came together, they brewed this potion um, and they made Cucullin and um, Emer drink it. And basically it meant that, that Cucullin forgot all about Fond and then Emer forgot all about um, his betrayal. And they basically came together and they were um, as happy as they were before all of this. So it was it all thing just kind of never happened. Oh. oh. Interesting. That's, that's the end of the story. 
That's mad. Um, so yeah. come here to me. Do you know if they stay together now for the rest of their lives? I don't know that. No. Um, till his death. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Taking a forgetful potion. Yeah, yeah. Like I think they did it because they were like, right, we need to, you know, we need there to be peace in the realm kind of thing, and us being at each other is like causing the realm to not be good. They're like, right, let's. Oh my god, I watched You've Got Mail for the first time ever today. Oh my god, gas! Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I think a few times. My mom is was a my mom was like Meg Ryan number one fan so yeah so I've seen probably all of Meg Ryan's movies while while growing up I don't even know what other movies she's in oh Oh, there's one where she's an alcoholic and I think Andy Garcia is in it my mom is obsessed with Andy Garcia oh my god that actually sounds very familiar if they're very familiar that your mom's obsessed with Andy Garcia not so much that she's obsessed with Meg Ryan I think I I said it recently because we watched a movie with him in it and I texted her to say he was in it and she was like oh my god I must watch it obsessed she was like my uh, oh I can't remember what she said about him she was like oh my baby I think she said oh my crush or something I was like sorry how are you (laughs) I'm like I don't think you're allowed to have crushes anymore mother (laughs) and so what did you think of what was it mail you've got mail oh you've got mail Oh my God, I found it really, really fucking problematic, to be honest. I mean, I'm not surprised. I can't really remember what happens in it, but... Oh, isn't it like... like no, I just... Go on. No, sorry, you, you go on. Um, I was just going to say, isn't it like... Does she own a bookstore and he's like... He owns a big company or something? He's trying to buy out yeah, her bookstore? Yeah, so she owns a like, little small... In, no, so she owns a little small independent bookstore and he opens up this like super mall bookshop I don't know what you call it but like this, this like massive chain bookstore like across the road or whatever it's like Eason's but, opening across the road from like, yeah, like a little bookstore massive Eason's yeah exactly um, but they've already been like chatting online and really getting to know each other but they obviously don't know who the other person is because mm. it's back in the day when like there's no photos or anything Okay. And it's just like, but anyway, the bit I found really problematic was that it was like, he basically, so it's like him as the two of them as the book shop owners hate each other and know each other in real life. Yeah. And they don't, they don't realize that they're the people that they're talking to online. Yeah. You know what I mean, and then he finds out that the person he's talking to online is her. But he doesn't tell her. And then there's just a really fucked bit where it's like he basically realizes it's her and then basically just kind of like plays with her. So first of all, he like plays with her for a bit. <gasps> and then it's like he realizes that he's actually like in love with her. So basically then he sort of like he as the bookshop owner like makes moves on her. But also simultaneously as like the person online is making moves on her. So it's like he's doing them both at the same time, but like playing them off each other. Oh. And all the while she doesn't know. I just find it really fucked. I do, I'm just basically, I'm just like this really weird and manipulative. I'm kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. I mean. And then at the end, at the, sorry, I'm so sorry for anyone who hasn't watched you. <laughs> this is spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. 
Spoiler alert. But I'm like, at the end then, it's like, at the end, right, it's like her and him as the bookshop owners have met and had lunch together and had a really nice time. And then she's like, oh my God, I need to go off and leave because I'm going to meet this online guy. Like he knows all about him. Oh, and they talk like like as the bookshop owners, they talk about the online guy and he gives her advice about the online guy. And OK, OK, um, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then so then they have lunch. Right. And then and then while they're they're having lunch, she kind of alludes to the fact he's like, I like you as more than like a friend or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Grand, and then she's sort of like, well, come here. I need to run off and like go meet my online man. Bear in mind, I'm like. He is the same person was like, let's meet for lunch at one and then online let's meet at four. So he knew exactly, do you know what I mean? So, okay, come on, what happens? But anyway, then basically, basically she goes off and then he turns up. Yeah. And she knows it's him. Yeah. She realizes that it's him. And then she's like, oh, I was hoping it was you all along. Bizarre. That's a weird thing to I say. I just think it's I just think it's really, really messed up because it's like this man was playing with you for months. Like he found out months. I don't know if it was actually months, but definitely weeks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, weeks ago, this man found out who you were and then was being I just and then the fact that she was all like, Oh yeah, I'm so happy it's you. Whereas you should be like, Yo, mate, that's really messed up. Like, what was your thought process? Yeah, yeah. Like, why didn't you just tell me when you first figured it out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I get it. So, basically, do you know what, actually? So, how we first figured it out, right, was that they were meant to meet in this coffee shop, right? So, he kind of, like, is going up. And then, oh, he went with his mate. And she's sitting inside the coffee shop. And then he's all like to his mate, he's like, oh, like, what's she like? Is she ugly? Is she, you know what I mean? Because he's worried that she's ugly, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he's like, oh my God. His mate's basically like, oh my God, it's your one. Like, it's your one from the bookshop that you know. And he's like, oh, fuck. So then, right? So then he goes in a bit later and basically is like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And like, he sits down and is like chatting to her and all. And then the whole time she's like, oh, I'm actually waiting for someone. And he's like, oh, who are you waiting for? I don't know. It's just really like, yeah. anyway, honey, do you want to tell your story? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Um, sorry. Right. Okay. Which, which story am I doing then? Oh, I'm going oh. right. to do this pretend one. for the listeners that you know what story you're doing. We good to go. Right. So, um. Again, same as you. I don't have a title for this, really. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. My title, I actually did. Um, my title is it has it actually has two titles, which I'm like two titles, very different, right? I guess. Uh, so, oh yeah, go on. Um, Kukulin, um, Kukulin's mistress. No. Kukulin and the fairies. No. Um, the the Kukulin and his rhombus. <laughs> the rhombus. The Tonbo rhombus. <laughs> right, go on, I don't know. So it's either called The Sick Bed of Kukulin, um, 
because obviously who Holland's sick for yeah. Or it's referred to as the only jealousy of Emer because um Emer was known to basically be uh, really sound and not be that jealous. So this is like the only time in their whole relationship that she or I don't actually want to say in their whole relationship. This is the only time in her whole life that she was jealous. Mm, I I I feel like it. Well, I don't know. We don't know the rest of Kukulin's story yet, but I feel like piecing it together slowly, but slowly. But I feel like a better title would be like Kukulin's. Don't know misdemeanor, not misdemeanor, but you know what I mean. I love that. You you go ahead there and rewrite the uh, the Ulster cycle of Irish mythology. (laughs) Kukulin's affair, like or something. Do you know what I mean, like? I was actually reading one of the stories I was reading today is about Cullen and I was like oh that could be interesting to read about oh. Cullen right Who's, oh yeah Cullen yeah yeah but it basically is a story of Cullen but it's kind of more it's just from Cullen's perspective oh but it ends with Satanta and all that like so I kind of was like kind of been done yeah we don't really know much about Colin though I would actually like to probably should have but anyway look I'm not doing that class blacksmith yeah whatever you say Um. (laughs) right so I'm going to do a story about a guy called I'm going to butcher a lot of names in this one right Um, anyway his name's Lug do you know him no. Okay. Grant. Well, Lug was the grandson of Balor. Balor? Balor? I don't know. He was, and Balor was the leader of the Fomorians. Oh my God, I'm literally just like, you're saying so many words that I haven't heard of any of them. Well, I know. The Fomorians are like another... They... Um, they they're like the rivals. They're rivals of the two of the Dan. Are they like evil or are they just... No, not evil. They're just rivals. You know. Yeah, I mean, the two of the Dan aren't necessarily good. Yeah. yeah so, fair. no, they're not evil. They're just a different clan. Um, they're not evil. They're just different. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blore was the le- leader of these chaps, right? And... They, so they were, well, okay, actually, do you know what? I think they might have been a bit evil. Well, see, who's is written by, though? Do you know what I mean? Um, they were supernatural <laughs> beings. Propaganda. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, the, I, I'm taking this, to be honest. This is Wikipedia reference. Um, but they were called malevolent supernatural beings. Like, that means bad, doesn't it? Um, but if it was written by the two of Dan and then. Obviously, know. they would be, yeah. Um, so he's often described, this is Balor, the leader. He's mm-hmm. described as a giant with a large eye that wreaks destruction when opened. So he has one eye that he can't open. So I think he oh, has it like, covered with a patch. patch. Yeah. And like when he when he opens it, though, it kills people, whoever's standing in front of him. Oh my God. So he's like a weird giant pirate with a, a laser eye. Like exactly. That is precisely what he is. <laughs> they should have just written that. <laughs> or like I feel like um, oh my god X-Men 
they're one of the X-Men Cyclops Cyclops yeah and it's like when he takes off his sunglasses doesn't he like yeah yeah he's probably a descendant of Balor yeah Balor who knows um, so anyway he's having a great time leading the Fomorians and he hears of a druid's prophecy that he will be killed one day by his grandson okay <gasps> Oh, yeah, Look. yeah. Well, he doesn't have any grandkids at this point. So to prevent this, what he does is imprisons his only daughter in the Tor Moor, which is the Great Tower of Tory Island. Oh so, yeah, do you know that? Oh, well, I know Tory Island. Yeah, where is it? In Donegal. Oh, is it near your sister-in-law's house? Yeah. Oh, very good. Oh, next the woods. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so she's imprisoned there and she's cared for by 12 women um, who prevent her ever meeting or even learning of the existence of men. I mean, imagine. Kind of dreamy, but also you'd be like... (laughs) Like, is it good or is it bad? I cannot decide, to be honest. Mm. Um, I kid, I kid. I love men. (laughs) I love men. I love a tall glass of water. I do love a big dog. <laughs> With a mustache. Oh, I'm so thirsty right now. <laughs> um, so she's on this island in the tower. Twelve women looking after her. She doesn't even know about men. So on the mainland... What about her dad, actually? Sorry. No, she doesn't know about... Well, I don't know. She must have gone before she knew... She must have been a baby. I don't fucking know, Rebecca. <laughs> on the mainland, right, Mac... Kinfala, Kinfala, one of them. Um, I think Your his first. Good as mine. I think his first name is. Is it? I think his. I think his first name's Keen, right? So I'm just gonna call him. Let's call him Keen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Keen. I do get to that later in the story, but um, so Keen owns a magic cow. Okay, and this cow, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this cow gives such an abundant milk that everyone, including Valor, wants to possess her. Um, So while the care is in the care of Keen's brother, Mac Sampton, Sampton, I think his name is. uh, Just call him Mac. Mac, I do have his name somewhere there, though. Or maybe not. I don't know. Sorry. Um, oh, I think it's G- Gavida. It could be a different brother, though. So who knows? Anyway, his brother has... So his brother is minding the cow when Belor appears in the form of a little red-haired boy. Which I just think is very random. Um, so... Um, where was I? So he gives, yeah. So the red-headed boy, so Balor appears to him in the form of a red-haired boy and tricks him into giving him the cow. Okay. Because he's, um, so Balor basically steals Keen's cow. Um, he's raging, obviously. So for obviously. Her, yeah. So, so for Actually, as, sorry. And I, I feel bad, but I'm like, are Balor and Keen related? No, they're, they're... Oh. They just don't like each other. 
Oh. Yeah. So they um, go, or so Keen goes, he calls on a Lennon C, a, a fairy woman. He calls on a, a fairy woman. I'm going to try that. Unnamed fairy woman. Uh, no, her name is Barogue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, her name's Barogue, and she transports him by magic to the top of Ballora's Tower. So, Tory's Tower, right? Ah. Tory Island, where he seduces his daughter. His daughter's name is actually Ethna. I don't think I said that. Ethna, Ethel, Ethna, I think. Um, so, he seduces her, and in, in some time, she gives birth. Oh, with their so little, he's pretty good at seducing her. Anyway. Yeah, he yeah, seduced the shit out of her. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. Such a good phrase. Oh, he seduced the shit out of her. All right. <laughs> um, so she gave birth to triplets. Right? Oh Jesus! Yeah, three for one. <laughs> He really did seduce the shit out of her. Though. He really did. <laughs> so uh, he goes and uh, oh yeah, so Blore is raging, as you would be. I mean, like this is even worse than stealing a cow, like impregnating your think your someone's daughter, and also he's like, shit, one of these chaps is gonna kill me. Yeah, but no, the thing is, the only reason Blore is raging, like he doesn't care about his daughter. Clearly, yeah, true, true, yeah. true. Yeah, he just was like. Oh, feck, I'm going to be killed by one of these babies. So he sends a messenger uh, to kill the babies. So he... Um, yeah. This is actually the first time that your stories involve baby killing. Oh, true, yeah. Anyway, we'll go, go through this quickly. Um, he gets the babies anyway. He sends them to be drowned in a whirlpool. The messenger drops two of the babies, um, but unwittingly, unwitting yeah, unwittingly, drops one child um, into the harbour um, where he's rescued by the fairy woman, Baroque. Ah. So she rescues the baby and brings him to his father, Keen, right? Oh. I think, like, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm a little bit confused with the way this is written. Um, and he gives, she, he gives him to his brother. Now, this is Gavida the smith in fosterage. Now that's what that says. I've no idea what those words mean. So give him to his brother. Gavida. Mac. What? Brother Mac. Yeah, but is it brother Mac or is it a different brother? I don't know. I couldn't find oh. out. So I couldn't find that out in the short time I decided to do the story. Uh, <laughs> in all of the time that you were telling your story, I couldn't find it. <laughs> um, so that's it. So he's saved. He doesn't really know. He doesn't know, like, his story, like, who his mother is or whatever. So. Oh, the baby, like. Yes, he grows up. And as a young man, he travels to Tara to join the court of King Nuada. Also question, I assume the other two babies do die in the world. Yeah, they died. They're gone. Um, So King Nuada, Nuda, Nauda. Nuda noodles, Nuda. King noodles, King noodles, Nuda. I don't know what we call them, Nuda, yeah. Um, of the 
Tune it on. I feel like it, I, feel, I feel like our podcast might become like you know one of those games where it's like every time they say something, <laughs> <you start> drink. <laughs> <laughs> drink, 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 quick, go, go, go. <sighs> right. Uh, the doorkeeper wouldn't let him in though, um, unless he has a skill. So you need to have a skill. This is why it's so important to get your skills, Rebecca. Oh my god, Jessica, what would be your skill though? I mean so many remember we done this on in vikings you're we trying to think of oh, our skills our skills yeah we literally were like i was like i can row uh kayak um i uh you're really good at throwing a rope but your body doesn't like it oh i can throw a rope <laughs> while i get injured um, <laughs> that's what i mean your body doesn't yeah like it. no uh i'm good i'm a good decorator <laughs> Oh my god, you are. You are. That is actually such a skill. Like, like I'll decorate interior. I'll decorate this castle to it down and I'm like you will look class. The shit out of the shit out of the castle. Um yeah. So anyway, so he's skills. He says he's a right, which I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? How do you spell it? Um W I or W or I G H T. Oh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, I, don't, I genuinely did not have time to Google that today. Um, are you Googling it right now? Very, very busy. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it now. I'll wait for you. I feel like it's, uh, I don't know. Oh, oh my gosh. Very unexpected. Uh, the term right comes from 700 AD Old English, meaning worker or shaper of wood. So a carpenter. Kind of, yeah. Oh, I would have said that. And then later it became any occupational... Oh, it became any occupational worker. So, for example, a shipwright is a person who builds ships. Oh, I knew about that. I knew ship, I knew about shipwrights and stuff. And oh, and then, ones. It's like, and then it says, like, for example, a playwright. Yeah, okay. So, he, so, so just, in his time it was a woodwright, basically. Carpenter. Yeah, carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Um, a smith. Like a blacksmith. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. A champion of what I don't know. Oh. Um, oh, I feel like a champion is like someone who wins a battle. Yeah, but then he also says he's a swordsman. Do you mean? Someone who wields a sword. Uh, a harpist. A hero. Um, oh my God, sorry. <laughs> Um, sorry what's your skill um hero (laughs) (laughs) imagine doing your cv like (laughs) i'm a a hero um hero (laughs) to present (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a poet historian sorcerer and a craftsman He's got loads of skills, basically. Yeah. Um, but each time, he's rejected. So this uh-huh. is your man saying, what's your skill? And he says this. And he's like, nah. He's like, this. Nah. Because uh, you already have people with all those skills. You don't need, don't need them. Oh, then, so they want people with, like, unusual skills. Yeah. Then Lug goes, 
do you have anyone with all of those skills simultaneously? And he's like, all right, you have me there, mate. So that's him in. Oh, very good. Yeah. So he joins the court and is appointed Chief Olam of Ireland. Don't know what that is, sorry. Uh, I really like, I I don't know why. I know you said Olam, but I also just heard Chief Olive. Olive. Chief Olive. Um, So it's Chief Olam, O-L-L-A-M of Ireland, if anyone wants to give it a Google. I'll give it a, I'll give it a quick. Quick Google there and we'll fill, fill you in. Oh, it's basically just um, used as a term to basically denote that you're the highest member of a certain thing or you know, like you've got the highest rank. So an example is like Olamri is the highest rank of king that you can possibly be. Okay, so he's, what was he? He's a chief Olam because he's probably because he have all of the skills. Yeah, so basically he's just really high up in the... Yeah. Anyway, he wins a flagstone throwing contest against Ogma, who was the former champion. So he takes the champion spot. Um, and then he entertains the court with his harp. Basically, everyone fucking loves him. Because um, so, he has all the skills. Yeah. Girls so like that, guys with skills. <laughs> love some skills. Um, but so th- at that time, the two Danan are oppressed by the Fomorians. <gasps> okay, so the Fomorians no. are to be, yeah, like they're kind of killing it at the minute. Um, and Lug is just like, he kind of is amazed at how meekly they accept their oppression. They're like, why aren't, he's like, just basically like, why aren't you fighting back, lads? Come on. Um, so Nuada, remember him, he was the king of Tudadan at the time. Yeah. Uh, and he was kind of impressed with the way Lug kind of, you know, he sees more for the Tudadan and, and he's like impressed by that. And he thinks like, could this, could this be the man that's going to bring freedom to us, like and bring success and power and blah, blah. So Lug is given command over the Tudadan and he starts making preparations for war. So, as he's doing that, he's looking into yeah all the ways that they can defeat the Fomorians. Now, during this time, and he's doing that. Um, so Log's father, Kian, okay, and there's this guy called Torin. Oh, he's new. Yeah, he's new. They're rivals as well. Um. Now they're rivals within the clan, within the two of the clan or whatever. Oh, so they're not like proper rivals, they're more like frenemies. Yeah, I'm actually not too sure, to be honest, if his dad's in the two of the clan or what the crack is there. But all I know is his dad and your man are basically just don't like each other. Yeah, fair. Right? You can't like everyone. No. Um, so this guy, uh, Turin, he has three sons. Um, and they're basically out one day and they see Keen, Lug's dad, and they like decide Sorry. to kill him. How old is Lug at this point? I'd say, I mean, prime, 
early warrior age, which today would be mid twenties, which was then probably twelve. Who knows? Yeah, fair classic. Yeah, I would. I'd imagine late teens. Yeah, okay. hopefully, hopefully not younger than that. So, his dad's rival, basically. Yeah, he has three sons who see him out walking, right, and decide to kill him. Decide to kill Lug's dad, Keen. Okay. Um, and it's a little bit confusing the way this is written, right? But um, they basically find him, and he was actually disguised in the shape of a pig at the time when they found him. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> oh, sorry, you missed me there. It's just <laughs> Well, yeah, they find him. But he tricks the brothers into allowing him to transform back into a man before they kill him. So this is the father's way to basically uh, make sure that the compensation that his son gets isn't for a pig, it's for a father. Ah. Makes sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know how he tricks them, but he does it. And I'm like, that's really nice, isn't it? Um. So basically, they go and they bury him, and Lug finds out what happens, and he holds a feast and invites the brothers and says, what do you think the compensation should be for you killing my father, basically? And they kind of say, like, probably death. Like, I don't know. They're probably, to be fair, they're probably hoping for death as opposed to, like, being tortured or something, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, death? Or death? Uh, what's, what's the answer? Give, give us a clue. <laughs> <laughs> is the answer death, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so they go on and uh, Lug basically doesn't sentence, sentence them to death. He um, sends them on a series of of quests. Ah, gone log. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's to obtain these magical items. Okay, so I actually I think I need to go back out of this to find what it is. No, actually, I don't know if these are the exact items now. To be honest, but I do know that there is a spear of log. Um. Yeah, and there's like a, a stone of fowl and a sword of light and Dagda's cauldron. These are all like magical items by the two of the Danon, like that are possessed by the two of the Danon. But I'm not sure if they're exactly what these lads went to get. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. But they are just some really powerful weapons and things that they possess. So they go off and they get some stuff like that. Um so he I can sends them off. Imagine Lug writing the list, be like, uh, "Go off and get, uh, <laughs> get, a, get a cauldron there, and uh, maybe a." <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go off. Um, they go off on their adventure. Um, and achieve all of them except for the last one. For some reason, I think that they were too scared to get the last one. Don't know what it was though. Um. So Turin, the, their dad that they were ha- that his dad had the war with, um, he's like pleading with them, pleading with Log to be like, oh please don't like let them. But Log's like, no, they have to go on. Um, 
and then they all get really fatally wounded. Um, oh. Yeah. And one of the items that they retrieved was a magic pig skin, which heals all wounds, but he wouldn't let them use it. Which is a bit mean. After getting a load of crap there, me. But um, they die of their wounds. Um, yeah, and then their dad turns. The which were inflicted upon them in the retrieving of the items. Like, it's very unfair. Yeah, but they did kill his dad. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but he explicitly was like, no, death won't be your punishment. Your punishment will be going off to get these items. Yeah, well, it's downfall. Probably dead to you, fairies. Like, you're going to die anyway, but like, we need to get this. Yeah. He's like, you're going to die, but I'm going to make you die in a really obscure way where you have to go off on some <laughs> sort of weird quest. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm going to make your last days on Earth really annoying because you're looking for random items. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, they die and their dad dies of grief. They're all dead. So anyway, moving on. Using <laughs> all of the magical artifacts that the Sons of Turin gathered, Lug leads the battle of the two of the Danon, uh, against the Fomorians. And this is called the Second Battle of Magtura, I think. Um, so prior to the battle, Look asks each man and woman in his army what art he or she will bring to the fray. Um, he then addresses the army in speech, which elevate each warrior spirit to um to that of a king or a lord. Basically, he gives a big speech and says, "Come on, we can do this." You know, inspires them all, gets everyone's. Yup, the lads. Yeah, yup. Come on. Can do it. So everyone's gearing to go. They're like, shit, we've got loads of magical shit. We're going to kill it. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, lads. We've got loads of magical shit. <laughs> we are going to nail this. Someone has a pig skin which cures all wounds. Don't so. worry, lads. Get wounded. We get the pig skin out. Sorted. Yeah. Uh, so they go into battle and the leader, Nuada, whoever the fuck his name is, Nuda, he's killed um, <laughs> during the battle. By Belor. Oh. Yeah. He's like in the, which is Lug's great grandfather. Oh, yeah. to, be, to be honest, like I actually forgot about Belor. Oh, yeah. So you remember him now? Yeah. He's so, still not afraid. Then Lug and Belor come face to face during the battle. Um, and Belor opens his eye, his <gasps> terrible, poisonous eye that kills all it looks upon. Um, but Lug shoots a sling stone that drives his eye out the back of his head, killing Belor instantly and wreaking havoc. Come on, Lug. Yeah, and all the Fomorian army behind, and they basically won the war. <sighs> Two Dan won against the Fomor- Fomorians. Because Lug was class. And then they became kind of the head clan. Ah, so this is like free to the and being the head clan. Yeah. This is like... Yeah, the Fomorians were in power before they came. Oh, so maybe the Tudodanon were actually the bad guys. Yeah, they kind of invaded. Although, another story I was going to do was literally just about the Tudodanon. Um, and there was someone else in charge before they came. 
uh, who are really great warriors. And they and the two Danan came in and basically yeah, demanded land that off they them. be the leaders. Yeah, something Very like hard that. To know. It's always so hard to know who's, you know. It depends on whose side you're on. That's the fear fear bulg. So it's um B O B O L. I can't actually make that out if it's a Q or a G. Wow. I think it's a Q. I don't That's know. Like dirt on your phone or Oh, it's Bulg, it's a G. Okay, so yeah, so Fearbulg were the leaders of Ireland before the two of Dedanon. And they came they came in um and basically de- demanded uh yeah, half the country. So it's got split then between the two of Dedanon and Fearbulg. Um that was one I was sorry I was gonna do. I didn't do it. Maybe I'll go into that another another day. Oh, um, so there you are now. There's my story. That's cool, isn't it? Very good. Enjoyed it is a good that. story. Enjoyed that. Both very um unknown stories. Yeah. I'm also very curious. I'm like, what did what else did Lug get up to? I know. I, I'm like, I don't even know. I I think he might have been in that picture I seen in college. Oh no way. I think so, because um, I was kind of actually looking at that picture, being like, "Is there anyone in here I don't know that I could talk?" I seen the Morgan was in it, um, and um, well, Brian Baru's in it, but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, he's he's just too he's real. He's too real to be a mytho- in on a mythology. But thing. maybe they're all real. I mean, I'm pretty sure they are all real. Yeah. Well, that's true yeah that's fair um yeah so yeah um well, this much. is great a uh, bit more bit more less margarita e than last time <laughs> a bit more less margarita e yeah that's that's how good of english i am yeah i speak uh, good english what do you mean though a bit more less margarita e hey, as in we're less drunk than we were last time yeah, it's a bit more sober, boys. Yeah. Um, we got our stories across. Very proud of us. We're more thankful. I'm also very proud of us. Hey, so thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> We've um, been folking legends. We've had a folking good time. Jesse was about to say something and I cut across her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. It's fine. Bye. Bye.